All right, now it's time to talk about our brand new sponsor, Peloton. Jason, ah. you're a big Peloton guy, right? I am a big Peloton fan. Everyone loves them. One of my favorite things to do is walk on treadmills. So I'm, I've been chopping at the bit for this tread. Is this real? I swear to God. Kylie and I ordered it probably a month ago. That a boy. Way to pump it up. Yeah. Well, 92 percenters, whether you're like Jason and trying to get in shape during retirement or just trying to add a new challenge to your training, spring is the best time to get started. Just in time for summer, baby. Warmer days are coming. How about that? That's right. Peloton's varying class lengths allow you to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add 10-minute core session at the end of your metrics-focused class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your goals. And there's also a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, marathon training, all created to grow your skills. Plus, Peloton Entertainment lets you work hard while you watch harder. Catch all of your favorite teams and streaming options like NBA League Pass while you power up your training. How about that? Get a head start on the summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. And I would advise getting a major head start because they are backordered. They are running out of these things. <laughs> Can't make them fast enough. Selling like hotcakes. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't really, I don't really talk to cameras, so I'm, I'm having a conversation <laughs> with two guys. So the cameras that? will follow me. All right, there we go. <laughs> If it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. That's right. <laughs> it's on for you right there. <laughs> what I got? All right now. All right now. Welcome back to New Heights, ladies and gentlemen. Presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment. Yeah. Brought to you by our friends over at Fireball. Fireball. <laughs> pound for pound, undisputed. Best shot in the land. That cinnamon delight. That's so tasty. We are your hosts. I'm Travis Kelsey. This is my big brother, Jason Kelsey. Um, and we're at the Wave Sports and Entertainment Complex. Look at this. Yeah, second week in a row, thing, New Heights decked out. That's right. New Heights comes to you every single Wednesday. At least we try and get it to you every single Wednesday. And then uh, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and follow the show on all social media platforms at New Heights Show. Jason, why don't you tell us what we got coming up? We got, we a, got a good one today, Trav. We got a real good one, and that's because we have an NFL legend from Glenville High School. That's right. He's an eight-time Pro Bowler, four, five-time All-Pro, almost shortchanged, three-time Super Bowl champion, and uh, overall just legend of a personality. We got Club Shay Shay, Mr. Shannon Sharp in the building. Let's go, baby. You passed me All-Pros, didn't you? Huh? No, okay. no, no. I'm right, I'm right there. I'm right there. You're four. Right we there. even. Even. No, I don't even think I, I, I. You got five. I only got four. Oh yeah, we got five. <laughs> we got five. But see, you got five first teams. Yes. Only, I got four first teams on the second team. Oh okay. Right. So, but you, you I'm, got I'm, it. I'm I mean, I'll tell you what. I trade your all pro for what another thousand catch season, <laughs> thousand yard season. <laughs> you got no, you I double. You Almost, you might you gonna triple me up on those. Uh, you're, you're at seven, right? I'm at seven right now. Oh, got, you got you gonna triple me up. Eight's got I got I you know, already know eight that Ocho. I need to get that Ocho. I oh, gotta man. get I get that eighth in a row. Man. You hear me, Patty Mahomes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you gotta worry about that. You already know, man. All right, well, as always, we gotta get to the first thing on the docket, which is new news. Here's what the new news. Okay, what is it? Just new news. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. It's, it, there's not much to this. We, we try and like harmonize with it. So he'll hit it, then I'll hit it, and then... New news! New news! But it's really no new news. New news! There it is! <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right. First uh, item we got to talk about. Um, obviously, huge episode with you coming on here. Thank you, Shannon. Appreciate you, um, First of all, uh, 
Club Shay Shay. Yes. You got the uh, sweatshirt on right here? Yes. Looks um, unbelievable. So you're on New Heights. I am. Should we have called this Club Kelsey Kelsey? No, nah, I think New Heights fits you guys. <laughs> I, think, I think it fits you guys. The only thing I would recommend is that you get a logo. I don't know what your logo would be. I don't know if, if you have a landscape yeah. or whatever your logo should be. Like, my logo is kind of like me. You probably should get a logo. I think so. It needs, it needs something that, okay, when people see that, oh, they know. Jason and Travis. There we go. Yeah. Gotta get I that think that man. just makes sense. That's good marketing. <laughs> All right. Can I call you Unk? You can. How did How did you get Unk? Man, I don't know. I was about to say, where I, did Unk come from? Man, check Who this out. Who was the first person to call you Unk? Who was the, the first Netflix? <laughs> the, the, internet, the, internet the internet started this. It started um, in 2016. Okay. And uh, the Broncos were playing the, uh, the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Obviously, the Broncos won the game, and I was like, oh, man, I want to celebrate. Yeah. And I was like, man, what can I celebrate? So I stopped by the convenience store because at that time I was getting up at 3.15 because I had to be to work at 4. Gotcha. Production was at 4, so I'm up at 3.15, get the dog settled, take a shower, get myself out, get there in time to get to production. And I was like, man, convenience store was open. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, what can I celebrate with? So I grabbed some Black and & Miles, and I had a bottle of Hennessy, and I was like, okay. <laughs> So I came out, I got had my black and mild, I had my bottle of Hennessy <laughs> at the time, legendary, and I had a, a stocking cap on. The meme is legendary. And, yeah, and, and then from that point on, I said, man, I, he unk at the, at the cookout. Yeah. And it took off. It is, nobody nobody calls me Shannon now. Yeah. Everybody calls me unk or Shay. Well, the first thing I wanted to call you was unk, <laughs> but I didn't know if that's the proper thing to say first thing it, to you. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go with Shannon first. It's on now. I'm not saying he's Shannon. He's again. never called me Shannon. He's always from up from the jump. We're supposed to ask this later, but I gotta ask you now because we're talking about your name. Are you the toughest man named Shannon to ever exist? Ever. Is there anybody else? No, I don't. I I, I, I think I own that one. I, 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 I feel pretty comfortable. I think I, I feel pretty comfortable to say yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but hold on. I don't really know many other people named Shannon. No, nah, Shannon Briggs was a boxer. He's tough. Yeah, yeah. I, Boxing I is. He was a heavyweight. Yeah. He might he might get that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you're yeah. if you're going out there one on one, nah, nah, throwing nah, them nah, hands, nah, nah, I ain't throwing no hands in the box. Nah, I heard that's a new wave. Everybody post career, you just jump in the box. That is weird. No, that no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I I don't need to prove how tough I am unless right. I absolutely have to prove how tough I am. Yeah, it, it's one of the. It, you don't want to do it, but if you nah, have to, it, you're gonna have to for do sure, it. For sure. Okay, All right, find out. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're doing a live show in Kansas City. I don't know if you know this. Okay. Have you done any live shows, and do you think this is a good idea? <laughs> yeah. I like, I mean, the thing is, is that how you guys are going to handle the noise, handle the background noise, the oohs and the ahs, because like when we do a debate show, I love live TV because the yeah. response is instantaneous. Mm -hmm. yes. I don't have to go back and listen and wonder what they're saying and look at the comments. Mm -hmm. Ooh, ah, uh, yeah, you yeah. know right away. Ooh, right so I know, so that's what you're used to. That's what you're used to. Yeah. You score, it's instantaneous. Yes. You turn the ball over, you get boos. Yes. It's instantaneous. Yes. So us as performers, we're used to having it right then and there and not having to wait to get back to see the comments is like, okay, I like that. Yeah, yeah, so it feels like you're, uh, the crowd, you feed off of that. Yes, you yes, got, you, yes. You get a feel for how you're doing. Yes, yes, All right. and you guys are gonna do well. I was about to say, you, you, you're you known as the locker room guy. You're always, you're always a <laughs> I kept teammate them, favorite. Yes, yes, I kept them loose. Did you ever have to really dial it back in terms, because when you're going live, mm -hmm. You can't just say what you got. It has to be a thought process, right? Like you can't well, just like cut it loose, right? The thing is that I play to the crowd. 
So I get a sense early on of what the crowd likes. And so now I'm building, my, even though I have my arguments already set, I'm building my argument already because I'm a performer. Mm -hmm. So I know what to say. I know what's going to get the ooh. I know what's going to get the ahs. And so now you build that to like get the crowd on your side because now it's, it's a competition. It's, it's me against Skip. So now I'm trying to win the crowd over to get the crowd on my side. So uh, yeah, absolutely, you play to the crowd. And we're gonna, well, we're guess, gonna be in Kansas City. So I guess uh, we're gonna be competing. Yeah, you done. <laughs> I'm getting, yeah, that, you I'm getting that crowd going in KC you, you now. You probably should have went to a neutral site. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You I, probably should have yeah, went to a neutral I, this site. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh, screwed. Kingdom. Damn it, Kingdom, hold it down for all me, right. baby. For everyone listening and watching, uh, you can still win some free tickets. Keep sending us the reason why you're the number one New Heights fan, and uh, we're gonna start picking winners this next week. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's keep this thing rolling. Uh, let's get into the twelve bold topics or twelve-ish bold topics. Um, get into it with my guy Unc real quick. Let's talk a little bit about the mentorship aspect of things. I'm uh, I've always told everybody how much how appreciative I am that uh, that you reach out on the good games and the bad games. You 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 don't let the no. you know what I mean. You don't let it slide at all. And um, I uh, I've just been so blessed to be able to have somebody like you in my back pocket or in my ear, just letting me know from a Hall of Famer's point of view on what I need to be doing. And um, I, I want to know, was anybody doing this for you? Yeah, when I first got there, uh, Steve Atwater, who was only a year older than me, he got there in, in uh, 89, I got there in 90. Mm -hmm. Guys like Dennis Smith took me under their wings. And I, I kind of watched them and see, saw how they did things, mm -hmm. the way, the, the professionalism in which they displayed. And I was like, man, that's, that, I kind of I want to be that role. I kind of want to be, when guys come in, they're like, man, I kind of want to be like Sharp. Man, I like the way he conduct himself because football was the most important thing for me. You know, back when I first got into the league, <laughs> cell phones didn't exist at the time. It, cell phones came <laughs> like a couple of years later. Okay. But back then, uh, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, they would actually call the secretary at the Broncos. The Broncos would take take a message uh Candace or Shaniqua or Shanene call, uh, call them back at this number and stick it in your box. And you, you had a box with your name on it, and so they would stick it in the box and your thing. And so as, as it progressed, then you had a voicemail that was set up. Mm -hmm. For me, and once the cell phone came, it drove, it, well, first of all, it drove me crazy that every time, like every break we got, you see guys run to the phone. Yeah. And they would start calling people. Yeah. And so I would just go, I'd just go hang the phone up. <laughs> the person that you're calling, what do you think they're doing? Mm -hmm. What do they think you think you're doing? You're working. You're at work. Yeah. They're at work. And if they're not, why are you talking to them? <laughs> so I would just hang the phone up. And then they got the cell phones. And I say, see, you're going to be mad when they say, uh, such and such want to see you. You're going to be mad to go say they effed over you. Mm -hmm. But they didn't eff over you. Because that's what my college coach used to say. My college coach used to say, now see, you guys messing around, he would curse. He said, because I know what's going to happen. When I take your scholarship, you're going to go home and tell your mom and you tell your dad that I effed over you. Unfair. Now, when your mom and dad come down here all huffy and puffy, I'm going to pull out the film. Hmm. You see your son? He fucking over me. That's why I let it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so that was the approach that I took. But some guys, a Rod Smith was like a sponge. I said, Rod, Rod said, I said, man, because his locker was across from me. I said, what you want? He said, I want to be like you. Mm -hmm. He said, I want the people to love me. I want the culture to respect me. I said, well, this is what you do. You do this, this, and this. Now, he was one of the ones that listened. A guy like Keith Burns listened. A guy like Dwayne Carswell, Chamberlain. A lot of the guys listen. Mm -hmm. But a lot of guys that come in, they think they know more than you. Right. Okay. I, hey, the information is free. Yeah. I give it to you. You do what you want to do with it. In Trav's case, 
I reach out to Trav. I say, bro, this is what I see. I see some things that you'll look this, you'll look that. I think if you do it this way, I think you have some success. Just try it. I'm not saying, hey, I'm not. I, I'm just telling you some some things that I saw that I think could help you. When did this start? Was this probably like three about three four years ago? So, oh, okay, got gotcha. you. About three or four years. Because I, I, I'm hesitant to give information when someone doesn't reach out. Sure. But he's one of the few. Yeah. That will take the information and. Don't feel like I'm, I'm a know-it-all yeah. or I'm trying to tell him, well, who is he to tell me what I do? You know, I, I'm this, I'm that. Yeah. He's like, Elk, I appreciate that. Yeah. And so good game. I said, I know you had 10 for a buck 50 and a couple of touchdowns, yeah. but I believe you could have had 12 for 175 and three touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Or if he has a bat, he has four catches. I said, what's happening is, is that you're starting to press. You know you're going to get your catches. Yeah. Said, Don't press. It'll come to you. Just relax. I remember Just there, re was a, there was a game – we were playing the Rams on Sunday night. It was actually supposed to be in Mexico City, but they switched it to L.A. Yeah. And that game, it was uh, it was like the first game where both teams scored 50 yeah. in an in a, in a NFL game. And uh, we ended up getting on the bun side of that record. Sure. <laughs> scored the most points in an NFL game just to lose. Yeah. Um, but I was a part of losing that right. thing because I, I, there were a few catches late in the game where I wasn't locked in, I wasn't focused. And he was mentioning how in big moments – this has to be more dialed in than your athleticism or like the fundamentals and everything. Yeah. Like you can't be thinking too much about the little things. It's all really got to be just. Uh, You'll be in the moment. Yeah, it's got to be, be thinking about all these though. extra yeah. things. I think the thing is because sometimes, like I said, as you start to press, you start to like, I got to do this. Man, I ain't got but one catch right now. Let me go ahead and get 10 catches on this one catch. And you can't do that. Right. I've never seen a guy score without the ball in his hand. Right. Yeah. You got to have the ball. So you trying to Don't run. get ahead of yourself. Yes, yes. But he was very, very receptive. Yeah. A lot of guys, you know, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they blow you off. Okay, fine. You ain't got to worry about me. But I, I, I'm sorry. Because my thing is, I've already done what I've done. Mm -hmm. I'm good with what, man, yeah, he's better than me. Yeah, Gronk's better than me. I'm good with that. I got the most out of my God-given ability. I'm not judging myself by what these guys do. They should. Yeah. Hopefully, they, they watch some of my game tapes like, man, yeah, I, I think I can do that. Yeah. But, but man, this dude here, I, I would have loved to have played in his era to to really compete against it. We're going to get to that one here coming up, <laughs> for sure. But I want to touch on this still, because same thing happened to me. Uh, John Runyon used to play with the yeah, Philadelphia yeah. And uh, we did a radio show one spot, a local show in Philadelphia. And uh, he told me something that Jeff Stoughton had been telling me. Mm -hmm. But you get away with stuff when you're younger, right? I was yeah. a little bit stronger, a little bit. And uh, he's like, you know, hey, do they teach you guys to have inside hands when you're blocking? Like, what do you, oh, you guys keep grabbing right, out here. And right. I was like, oh, you know, some of those guys just do that. He's like, oh, and I'm not just talking about those other guys. Like, I'm yeah. talking about you. He was, I'm letting you know <laughs> right. your hands are outside. Right. <laughs> yeah. And at first, I kind of had what you were just saying. Like, I'm like, man, what's this dude coming at me for? Like, out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. But next time I'm watching film, I'm like, you know what? John's right. Like, I do have my hands outside. Right. And that's why I'm getting pushed back on this play right, right. now. That's why I'm not uh, able to solidify the point of mm -hmm. attack on this zone play. Right. Um, and it always means more. Yeah. Even Jeff Stalin had been saying it to me right. weeks. You know what I mean? Right. But 
hearing a player that you respect and you know had had a high level of success tell you that, yeah. it just means a little bit more. Technique will keep you in the league a lot longer than your athletic ability because right. as you start to age, your athleticism will start to wane. And the guy, it's the guy that's fun, more fundamentally sound. Purpose the reason why man. Tom Brady could play 23 years yeah. because he didn't rely on athleticism. Right. The reason why Peyton Manning could play at a high level for such a long time, he didn't rely on athleticism. You notice guys that rely on athleticism never have very, very, very long careers. Right. Yeah. Because once that athleticism Wayne, now what? And see, and that's what he's he for a guy his size, yeah. he is fundamentally sound. He has he has what we call wiggle. He can drop oh, his I hips. Know. I know. Oh my and, gosh. And see, he can drop his hips. He's not robotic. I had to get elusive my whole life around. <laughs> well, no, seriously, the first time you we ever put so we're playing high school football. Okay. Travis a quarterback. He's Playing but, JV, uh, UB, baby. playing JV, UB but he's one. doing scout team offense okay. for us. Yeah. I'm varsity. Not, not I'm the older brother, yeah. leader of the defense. Right. I'm going to light this dude up. <laughs> he gets out, scrambles, coming out the pocket. I want to take his head off, <laughs> and I saw them hips. <laughs> and those hips went one way, then they went the other way. Shook me. Now, I got him back. I got him back the next play. I was like, okay, now I'm definitely here. But he made me look real silly there. And that was one of those moments as the older brother. I was like, okay. He can be special. He, he's gonna have it. He yeah. got it. Yeah. The hips don't lie. The way you run, the nah. way your knees, all that stuff. That's yeah. so you you can you know when somebody's got it just right. by watching it, yes. right? Yeah. All right now. I got to witness that firsthand. Right. That was the worst thing I could have <laughs> did though is get you fired up about missing attack. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be serious for a second. Is there anything that Travis still needs to work on though? Look. The, the, the thing that I told him, I said, you need to be more of an asset in the passing game than you are a liability in the run game. Okay. Mm. That's not he's not he's not this third offensive tackle that they bring in for the point of attack. Right. Can you get in the guy's way? Yeah. I'm not saying you got to drive the guy five yards off the ball. I was an undersized tight end. I was 228 pounds. I played basically my career at 228 pounds. Yeah. 220? 228. At my tight end? At, my, at tight end. My last – my the biggest la dudes on the field. My last year, my last weigh-in, I weighed 223. Oh, my gosh. They moved me to tight end. When I got to I got to Denver, I was about two twenty four oh five on the bench <laughs> yeah. twenty times. When I got to Denver, I weighed two twenty one as a wide receiver. When they moved me to tight end, I weighed two oh five. What why did you weigh less? <laughs> because I was I started running. I couldn't you know, I was running. I mean, it was just run, run, run. I couldn't lift like that. Yeah. I didn't understand how to lift in season. Gotcha. And so, and I, my, my eating habits was terrible. Yeah. I was eating every meal was fast food. And it's like, how do you, and I never, I never had single digit body fat until I got to like 52. It's probably good. I mean, a double digit body it's fat. It's probably good you're eating all that fast food. You might have been, nah, if terrible. you were eating healthy, you yeah. probably been like 180 out there. You know? <laughs> but I should have been eating more. Yeah. And so when they moved me, Coach Reeves, um, I was always the move tight end. Yeah. And so they just moved me so they can get me matched up because I could block on the move. It's just at the point of attack, I was just too small sure. at 205 to try to root out of Sam Backer. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it was like, but when I first got in the league, everybody played a 25 front, yeah. which means they had the linebacker on the ball. Under, yeah. And then they went, the to a, yeah, they went to an over front where they put the D in. Yeah. i like, I don't know about this one, Coach. D-end's a little bigger. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, you try to hold up against uh, Bruce Smith and Strayhand and Reggie White. Like, I don't know, Coach. You might want to just, like, put me in a flex yeah. position. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the uh, this uh, Tampa Bay Super Bowl. Literally, they put Indomitian Sioux out at a, at a wide nine. Right, okay, yeah. And we ran inside zone at him, and I'm at the point. Mm -mm. 
I came off the field. I looked at the a run game coordinator. I was like, man, I don't know if we want to run that one. Yeah, yeah. On yeah. first down, dog. I used to tell TD all the time. I was like, hey, you put me. I was I was almost oh, yeah. in the backfield with the handoff. And we're in the we're in the gun. <laughs> we're in the gun formation. It was I, it was bad. It was TD, bad look. We used to run plays uh and the and again he getting a seven. I wasn't holding him really good against seven, five, nine. Mm-hmm. Nine, they did me a favor because I know we weren't running wide anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I used to tell TD like, hey Sharpie, what they looking like outside? Don't come this way. <laughs> Don't come this know. way. Ain't nothing, no, ain't nothing good happening over here. <laughs> Go to Carswell's side. That's awesome, man. That's so you, cool. you said you, you saw Travis and you noticed something special yeah, about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what does a tight end need to do that you are like, that guy's got it? Or he, has, he has imagination. Okay. Because it's not just – 10 yards and out, yeah. 10 yards and in. This is he what ha- the playbook says. Do this yeah. and then No, 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 no. <laughs> he has imagination. He's running a route thinking about, I'm going to run something very similar to this in the third mm-hmm. quarter and the first, fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everything is being set up to fool you. Yeah. And you, I'm watching him run. He's a flanker. I'm, a I'm watching him run an out route, and I say, you know what? The option is coming. That mm-hmm. whip route is coming off that same thing mm-hmm. at that seven. So everything looks the same. It's at the same. I mean, he'll he'll change speeds. He doesn't change speeds as much as I uh, as much as I did because I'm like herky jerky. I was like, oh, start, stop, speed up, and go again. But he's so fluid, and he's not mechanical for a guy his size. You think he'd be mechanical, robotish. He's, he's smooth like a guy, 230 pounds, but he's 255, 260. Yeah. All righty. We're going to get back to the conversation with Unk uh, in just a second. But right now, we need to shout out one of our partners, Fireball. Fireball takes any event to the next level, especially celebrating a big game. That's right. Fireball's iconic cinnamon flavor tastes fire and goes down easy, making mm. it the ultimate crowd pleaser. That's why it's the number one shot in the country. Talk your shit, Fireball. Mm. What I really like about the Fireball shooter is that there's no shot glass needed. You That's just right. crack that thing open, knock it back. Jason, you're a big Fireball guy? Huge Fireball guy. Just, Knew it. Just don't try to use it to extinguish a fire. Ooh. Just crack it and enjoy it, and you can get Fireball wherever you purchase your fine spirits. All right, now. All righty, if there's one thing I get asked all the time, it's how do I maintain my health during an NFL offseason? And the answer is simple. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens every single day. What? You take AG1? Yep, it helps helps counterbalance (laughs) the alcohol. That's no, I had no idea you were a big greens guy. You're a big green guy? Travis, this is more than just basic greens. Tell me more. Travis, it's like nine products in one. Just one serving of AG1 covers all my nutritional basis and supports my long-term gut health. Mm. With 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source high-quality ingredients. That's pretty good. Well, if you're listening to the show and have been saying, man, I want to be as healthy as the center for the Philadelphia Eagles, you're in luck because Athletic Greens is giving you guys an incredible deal. That's right. Five free travel packs. Five. Five. Plus one year supply of vitamin D. Hey, how about that? Like Travis said, Athletic Greens is snapping to you one free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. This is their best offer yet, ladies and gentlemen. You can get it at athleticgreens.com slash new heights. That's athleticgreens.com slash new heights. Terms and conditions apply. Not right now. All right, we ask all of the, the former players that we've had on the show, what's your Mount Rushmore, tight end Mount Rushmore? Who are the best tight ends in your mind in the, in the NFL history? Uh, I would take Trav, Gronk, K Sr. I don't think this guy gets enough love, but I'm going to give him his flowers. Uh, he came in a little after me, Antonio Gates. Okay. 
Gates kind of remi- Gates kind of baby. Gates kind of remind me of myself because he did a lot of change in speed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was like slow and slower, but it was changing of speed. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I, I, purposeful movement. Yeah, though. but I, I, I've that goes never back to it. Why do you think th- he hasn't gotten the same, the same amount of credit as those other guys? Because you look at the the stats. That speak, Tony. You know what I mean? Like, I, I couldn't. I can't. I, I was like, bro, how you score like? How could you score like this? Philip was just tossing it up to yeah, him. Yeah, but I couldn't. Man, I, look, he was just. I mean, I could have big. I could have big. I had like big games. Like I'd have like 180, uh, 200, 170 yard games. But Tone would be like. 85 yards and three touchdowns. I'm like, damn, how, how did he do that? I couldn't score the ball. And, and plus he had LaDainian. It wasn't like they didn't have a running game. LaDainian was like jumping in the end zone. Like one year he had like 31 touchdowns. Yeah, and Tone was still could score like that. Yeah. So I'm going I'm to give Tone his love. So other four people, you don't put yourself up there? No, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm good where I am. I, I did what I did. I maxed, my, I maxed out my ability. The way I ate. You don't think you're a top four tight end all time? That doesn't matter to me. I, honestly, I, I don't lose no sleep. I put it like this here. Okay. And this is no disrespect on anybody. Yeah. I ain't trading my career with anybody. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't trade my career with any tight end. Sure. Um, I started, I brought my own food. And people ask me like, why do you bring your own food? I say because in the cafeteria, they're cooking for 100 guys. My food is made for one. Okay. So that was my thought process. The way I trained, the way I ate, the way I slept was all about being the best I could be. I know there's no question in my mind. In my 14 years, I got everything out of my God-given ability. Mm. So that's all I can ask. Am I better than somebody else? I don't know. Yeah. I, I'll let guys that, that do that for a living grade me however they want to, but I know I maximize my ability. And that's all you can ask for anybody. Did he get the maximum effort out of his God-given ability? Yeah. Well, I think it's very uh, admirable of you not to put yourself up there. No, Some of us not so... I uh, mean, I, I think two guys have to be up there. Yeah. That's Trav and Gronk. Has to? They have, they Why do they have to? They have to be. Because the thing that I love most about him, you look at the regular season numbers, yeah. and he's better in the postseason than he is the regular season. So yeah. what he, what we call him is a big game. Yeah. The bigger the moment, the bigger he plays. Gronk was like that. The bigger the moment, the bigger he played. Very few guys, and I, they, who the hell you think uh, Patrick's going to throw the ball to? Right. You're going to throw it to him. Right. <laughs> they know that. Okay. I tried warning our defense, Shannon. 80, I tried to do this on. 80,000 people know that. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes know that. <laughs> he knows that throwing the ball, and the defense yeah. knows he's going to get the ball. Yeah. And somehow he still comes finds a way to come down with the football. Gronk was the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have loved to see Gronk had he able to been stay healthy. Right. Man. Uh, his numbers. When he was, yeah. Because he, he, he might have had a chance to, to get uh, Gates too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But the injuries, I mean, because he's so big, the only way you could tackle him was to chop him. Mm-hmm. And so now the lead ligament, the ankle problems, yes. you know, he had so many so many injuries that that probably shortened his career. Yeah. And that's what I think when it's all said and done. I, I don't When it's all said and done, I don't know how you make an argument that says Trav isn't the greatest tight end. Mm-hmm. How do you, you, you formulate an argument that says he's not the greatest? Well, you did say – earlier this year that if he gets a second ring, Mm -hmm. he is the greatest. Yeah. Because you look at his numbers, the 1,000-yard seasons, you look at the postseason, his postseason resume, and you combine those two. I don't know how you say it. Because I I don't look at a guy and say, well, he has the most Super Bowl rings, so therefore he's the best. Right. No, 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 no. team game. It's a team game. So what about, okay, the regular season? How many catches, how many yards, how many touchdowns in the regular season? Now, 
Come postseason, we times that times two. Yeah. You never come out of a playoff game where you watch Kansas City and you say, man, man, the Trav didn't have it today. <laughs> he, he gave you that work every single game. Yeah. I can tell you one. I got knocked the fuck out against Tennessee, and I did not oh, show yeah. up that second no. half. <laughs> like, you, you didn't have an option. Yeah. No, I don't remember that. That's the thing. <laughs> I was concussed, Unc. Yeah, I, I, it, it happens. It happens. <laughs> when you go into a play, let's just say, okay, regular season, and you know there's finality to a postseason game. The thing about regular season, I got next Sunday, or I got Thursday, mm-hmm. or I got a Monday night. Regular, in the postseason, there's finality. Right. Every postseason football game is a game seven in basketball, a game seven in baseball, a game seven in... They say there's nothing like a game seven. Mm -hmm. So you're playing a game seven every time you step on the field in the playoffs. What's going through Travis Kelsey's mind? I'm making that entire week my life. I'm focusing everything on that exact moment, man. And it's... uh, Honestly... Obviously, there's a lot that goes into just anybody's single success in the league, but Coach Reed, had those playoff game plans are special, <laughs> man. They are special. Everything that we've done throughout the season, he knows that we're going into the playoffs with just bangers, all the double moves, right. all, the, all the concepts that we run off of each other are going in. It's a luxury, man. It's a luxury to be in that offense. It's a luxury to play with a guy like Pat Mahomes because you always know you have a chance. Right. And when you're, when you're in these moments – you just get excited to make plays for the guys next to you. Right. You know what I mean? The stadium's got a little more energy to yep. it. The atmosphere just seems more dramatic and more action-packed. And it's just, you know, I, I just love the feeling of playing playoff football. Right. And I've been fortunate that I've played a lot of them at the house. <laughs> that always helps. I don't think I've, I've played uh, too many. I think I actually have only played two games outside of Arrowhead in the playoffs. Wow. Outside of Super Bowls. Wow. Yeah. I think – to Unk's credit, you do show up in the biggest moments. Even not just football. Saturday Night Live, like, I watched you all week doing preparation for that. The moment the camera went on, it's the best he ever did. All right now. There's just something <laughs> about, and we go back to that playoff game against Buffalo. Everybody's going crazy. Stadium's going crazy. There's only how many seconds left were there in that AFC? Uh, oh, the one you, that you got in 13 seconds. Yes. 30, yeah. 13 seconds. But, but the thing was, you, you're well enough to know, hey, that's, hey. That's what I'm saying. Hey, you, hey, they do that again. You have a presence hey, of mind to like still communicate, right. still uh, be open to doing whatever in the moment. Yeah, I think that a lot of that it all goes back to preparation, man. It always yeah. it all goes back to what you're doing before the the game, the event, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, to make sure that you feel the most comfortable in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And then you just you just you're you're like. Uh, Everything's based off of the instincts that you've created for yourself. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's I well, mean, you and Pat talk about this. Just all the go time. out and have fun, man. Well, you and Pat talk about it being in the zone, right? Where you'll do something, and you're like, I don't even know how that just happened. Just blacked out. Yeah. When you're in meetings, do you and Pat? Do you and uh, Patrick? Do you guys sit next to each other? Nah, we don't. But there's always communication. If there's something that needs to be said, I'll happily stand up or speak up without a doubt. Right. Yeah. See, John and I would sit. We sat next to each other in 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 office meetings, and the route says, okay, 12 to 14. I said, Tim, what you thinking on this? He says, and at practice, go 12, 14. I'm knowing you're going to go 8 to 10 in the game. I know you're going to be sped up. Mm-hmm. But just for time's sake. Oh, yeah. Okay, what are you thinking on this? Okay, if he plays if he plays like this, keep it high. That communication is everything. Yeah, yeah. It's everything. Yeah. And then you start to build understanding without even having to ask. Right. Yeah. So now you already know, like, all right, versus this coverage, and I got a version of an out route. If there's somebody out there, like if I if there's a post trying to take the cap off the right. defense, but 
you know what I mean? He passed the post right. off and that guy's out there. I'm not about to just keep running out I'm there and the get covered. I'm yeah. just going to sit right here yeah. and be wide open. Exactly. So it's just you you start to learn the traits of just really what ends up being the entire offense. Right. You know what I mean? And and you kind of create that as it goes. But uh, Coach Reed has been the – he always says, he says, I got 51%. Right. At the end of the day, it's right. still my offense. Right. <laughs> I need you to run this corner. you got to be running this damn corner. So, so how much leeway does he give you in the offense? I am, like, notorious for fucking it up in practice. Yeah. So I'll test the waters. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll he'll either give me that eyebrow, like, don't do that ever again. <laughs> And I'll be like, got it, coach. <laughs> um, but yeah, you already know. Over the past ten years, though, you you build the instincts and right. the relationship to really, you know, try and make it the best thing for everybody. Because all yeah. I'm trying to do is be convenient for Pat. Right. Uh, in certain situations, pull guys towards me so I can open up somebody else. Right. Like it's just it's it's painting the picture for the guy back there to make everything that much easier for right. him and. In terms of leeway, man, I've just been so fortunate that Coach Reed's been able to help kind of grow this position in this offense right. because it wasn't like this in the beginning. You know, I was I was more of a inline tight end. We're two tight end personnel. Right. Both of them right. are with their hand in their ground, and it was just it was just a different offense. We had Jamal Charles, and we were handing the thing off. Right. You know what I mean? Everything was kind of based off of the play action, and then as Alex Smith and this offense grew to kind of like the uh, the spread offense or the air raid, the read, zone read option, the RPOs and everything. Once Pat got here. Everything's just kind of been growing, and he's helped me kind of grow with it right. and make this tight end position completely different or just different than what it is across the league. Yeah. Shout out to Big Red, baby. All right. We got to talk about Uncle a little bit. We've been talking about you all this entire episode. Yeah, I don't know what this is about. How did... That's what this next section is. <laughs> all right, now. Tight end records. Yeah. Huge moment for me last year was uh, was getting to 10,000 and then and – then gracing your uh, your when you left the league what was the receiving yeah, record yeah. for tight ends yeah. in the in the National Football League when you retired in 04 obviously you held all the records for what was it receptions yards and touchdowns Correct. by a tight end uh-huh. did you see the game change from when you first got into the league or when you first moved to tight end to when you were retired? Yes, because when I first got into the league, everybody wanted a third offensive tackle. I mean, you had to be able to dominate the line of scrimmage. It was always, okay, you could win the Super Bowl if you bring your run game and your defense yeah. because that's what traveled. Sure. Running the football and defense traveled. And so everybody wanted, uh, you know, San Diego, when I got to San Diego, to San Diego, the Chargers, smallest tight end was probably 6'4", 275. Whoa. They had Joe Caravello. They had Arthur Cox. I mean, they had 300-pound tight end. They had Walker. And so they just wanted to run the football. They had Marion Buss. They had Ron Bernstein. And they just powered the football. Everybody ran the football. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you caught 40 balls, if a tight end caught 40 balls, he was going to the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. Whoa. That's he was crazy. going to the Pro Bowl. And then all of a sudden, I came on the scene, and I'm like, I, re- I remember looking at the tight ends because I think my first year or second year, Ethan Horton went to the Pro Bowl, caught like 30, 40 balls. And I remember just looking, and no shot on Ethan. I was like, I'm better than him. Yeah. And I wasn't playing that much. I said, but I'm better than him. Yeah. And it's funny how it all started for me because – I was the big, I was a tight end, so I was the big receiver, so I would always play Jay Novacek. I was always a tight end. Wide receiver, I was Tim Brown. I was whoever was going to get the ball. I put the jury on who was going <laughs> to get the ball. And so one day, Coach put me in that tight end and says, okay, you're going to be tight end in practice. And so, you know, they hold the cards up, and they says, okay, run this route. I was like, how you want me to run it? They just go get open. I was like, okay. okay I can I do that. that. And, so, <laughs> okay. and so I just started, boom, boom, catching the ball. And then I would throw the ball in the woods. I punt in the woods. And I remember Wade Phillips, who was our D coordinator at the time, and he blew the whistle. He said, Dan, 
put his ass in the game and see if they can cover him because we can't. <laughs> so that's that's kind of how it got started. Yeah. And they put me Shout the out the way. I mean, yeah. I ain't no, no, I ain't no no routes. I mean, people don't. Uh, and I told this story. They put me in motion so John could tell me the route. <laughs> so, no way. Run this run a corner. <laughs> <laughs> got an out route. I was about to say, was it the was it the number tree? Yeah. Was it number tree? Yeah, no, seven, no. So seven. no, he was actually literally telling me the route. Because <laughs> I was I was a Z, I was the Z and then I played the slot. Okay. And so now they put me at tight end. The funny thing about the system that we were in, Coach Landry used to be a defensive coordinator. So everything was backwards. So on the on an offensive side, one three five was to the right. Two, four, six, eight was to the left. Oh, my gosh. That's so me now, up. you know, they say, they say, okay, say three. I'm going to the left. Sharp, do you not understand? No, I don't. It doesn't make any sense. 22 years, everything right was two, four, six, eight. <laughs> and so that was really the hardest part. But once I got that down, it clicked. Yeah. And then John was like, he believed in me. He mm-hmm. said, I'm going to come to you. I mean, he'd tell me in practice, he said, you got you, you could be special. Yeah. And I remember going, I got home and I remember calling my brother. I said, man, John told me I could be special. Mm-hmm. He said, you can be. And so every day at practice, I, I got to do something. I went to work every day, said, I got to do one thing to make them keep me. One thing, I can be one play, run one route, live one rate, tell them what this coverage is. I got to do one thing said, we got to keep him another day. Make an yeah. impression. And from that point on, it was over. Hall of Fame. That came close to not happening because the thing was, I was on the board to get cut. I was on the board to get cut. I was on one of the, the last 12, what? 14 guys to get what cut. What year is this? This is 1990. I was seventh round draft pick. This I'm is on your the rookie board. year. That's my rookie year. 1990 We're playing, year. I'll never forget this, we're playing the uh, Arizona Cardinals. And one of the coaches came to me, he said, Shannon, he said, your name is on the board to get cut. Yeah. He says, now, you might, you might not, but your name is on the board. He said, what you should do is go out there and bust your, bust your ass. Mm-hmm. He says, because if we cut you, this tape is going to go to all 31, it was like 20, I think 27, 28 other teams. Mm-hmm. And somebody might like what you see. They yeah. might like what they see. And so as I'm driving to the stadium, it starts to rain means we're not going to throw the ball. Right. So I'm not going to be able to show what I can do in the pass game. Yeah. So now I'm on all the special teams. I'm a gunner. I'm on punt, mm-hmm. uh, punt return. I'm on kick. I'm on kick return. Yeah. And so I was like, man, how am I going to show? Now, mind you, I don't get into the game on offense until the fourth quarter. Right. Guys, I cut everything to move. Yeah. I cut the referee. <laughs> like, I cut everything to move. Man. If you move, you will cut. cut. On, on on kick on the kick team because back then, on kickoff you cut on special teams. No 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 no. Oh, I, I was on offense. Saying. I was cutting on offense. Yeah. But on, on on the kickoff, you could line up as far as you wanted to, right? And take off running. Oh yeah, full so head I, I lined up 15 yards oh, deep. Oh my gosh! And when I hit the line, I was in a full speed. Yeah. So when the guy that was blocking me, when he turned around, I was in his chest. Yeah, you already. I know. shoved him out of there. Mm-hmm. Out of here. Hold on. Hold Is that on. gonna be the hard? Hold that on. might be the hardest for you. Yeah. Are you out here making tackles? What? Yeah, my first year, I was second on the team in special teams tackle. What? My second year, hey, I man, we need this in special teams tackle. <laughs> we need this film, man. Yeah, I so, gotta see it. So we came, in that, we came in that Friday, my name was off the board. There you go. Just like that. that that's how close like, to this story, not being told the way it was told in Denver. Yeah, that's but crazy. then you still had that mindset where you went, gotta, every day. Every day. I'm going to keep give, my name gotta, off that board. I got to give, give them reasons to keep me. Yeah, that's awesome. Obviously, you had all the records when you left. Yeah. Was there ever 
any of those records that you just didn't think was ever going to get touched? You still you still hold a bunch. No, I only, I only I mean um like the long, most yards in the game. <sighs> yeah, that was 215, uh 214. 214. It's funny. I remember Greg Robinson. He was our defensive coordinator during the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I used to tell him all the time. I said if you ever went if I ever played against this defense, I break the record against this defense. I say because it's unsound. <laughs> he's like, oh no, 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 no! That that wouldn't happen. No, Shannon, that wouldn't happen. Rest his soul. He passed away a couple of years ago. Lo and behold, he's the DC at Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Now that week in practice, I'm like I'm like I like I'm thinking because I, I kind of get a sense of how you can get a sense of the week. Like okay, it's gonna be a big week. No I mean, I used to call my brother. Hey, bro, I think this might be it. This might this is easy a dime and a bill. You know, 10 catches, 100 yards. I think, I think it's one of those type of games. He's like, yeah. So I remember going to Kansas City. I'm like, he's like, what, what is it looking like this week? I said, I don't know, about five or six. Now, funny, because in the first half, I only had 31 yards. I was about to say. That. I had 31. Did and then we two ninety nine or two ninety yard touchdowns. I had eighty, I had eighty four yards. So we come out the first, the opening series. Coob said, offensive coordinator Gary Kubiak says, we're gonna run the counter because I think they're primed for it. We run counter pass. I go past the line, but get cover two. I hit the seam, and then the safeties. Yeah. I like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meet me in the end zone, and then we stopped them because they they were like they were blowing us out at that point. And then we get it again, and I catch a I catch another whole a whole pass. And so I'm like. Man, I don't know. I said, I think I'm, I'm doing okay. <laughs> and then after the game, I still had no idea. And then uh, Jim Sakamano, who was a uh, uh, media guy, he said, "You broke the record." I was like, "What record?" He said, "You had just caught the most passes, uh, most touch, uh, most yards in a game." I was like, "Really?" I'm like, "How many did I have?" And he said, "214." I'm like, "Really? 214?" I was like, "There were some games that I know, like we played uh, uh, Carolina one year." And I had 174 and only seven catches. And it was snowing like crazy. And I'm like, man, if it wasn't snowing that day, because they covered me man to man with the safety or the mic backer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and that's that's it's all they show. Yeah. You know what? It's 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 a, it's great you when you see on film. Yeah. And and that's like, are they really gonna they're do really that? They're really trying to do this. Rest your soul, Sam Mills was the middle backer at the time. I said, I know they're not finna cover. <laughs> <Sam Mills." laughs> And sure enough, I run several routes, and he's trailing. But I was like, "Oh my goodness, yeah. y'all in trouble." Yeah, we played Buffalo one. We played Buffalo opening year '95. <laughs> now I missed all off season because I had ankle surgery. I had ankle surgery, if I'm not mistaken, on both ankles, yeah. and so I was gassed. Mm. Had I been in shape like I came in every year after that, I probably would have had 250. Wow, because I dropped like three passes because I was just gassed. Mm-hmm. I was just gassed. But you know, you have those moments where you like. And that's why I always tell you, you don't think about it at the time, but you look back and you're like, man, I had three drops. That was a 13 catch for a buck 80 and two tubs. Easy. Yeah. Easy. I had, I, had, I, I had six or seven this past year in terms of drops throughout the entire season. Right. And when you really look at it, two of them were end zones and another like, uh, like two or three of them were downfield catches. Yeah. And it's just, you look at them, you see how many yards you had, you see how many touchdowns you had. And that, it was like almost an extra 100 yards and yeah. two touchdowns. Yes. And it just beats you up. Yeah, it does. It beats you yeah. up. And I promise you, man, you never get over that shit. You don't. You don't. <laughs> I got to ask you this. Going into a game, you say you you kind of felt when yeah. it's going to be a big game. Because yeah. I hear that from our guys all the time. Our receivers, quarterback, go up yeah. to Jalen, like, you know, what do you see this week? Oh, it's going to be a good week this right. week. What are you seeing? Is it is it personnel who's they're trying to guard you with? Yeah. Or is it? Structural, or is it both sometimes? Well, for me, 
I'm looking at it like, who are they guarding me with? Yeah. Safety? I say, nah, bro, you you not big enough. Linebacker, you too slow. So what do they do? And so now, for me, when I broke down film, I never really looked at the linebackers or the safeties guarding me. I always, I always looked at the number one corner. Corners. Gotcha. How does he play? Albert Lewis really was the guy that got me to the Hall of Fame that made me. He was a, a, a corner with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And he was long. He was about six two and a half, six three, long limb. And he never gave me a steady diet of anything. Sometimes he would feather where he would just like dance in front of me and I couldn't get my hands on him. Sometimes he would quick jam me. Like he'd be backing up and bam. Yeah. And then oh, sometimes he would you. press me. Yeah. And so he never gave me a steady diet of anything. Sure. And so every so I just like, okay, this is if I can beat him. Nobody else can see me. Right. But he knew that if I ever got my hands on him, it was. But he did a great job. Yeah, he did a great job of feathering and dancing. <laughs> he gave me a steady diet of, of a lot of different things. And so that was that was my focus, beating him, beating him. And then finally, he was a free agent. And I know uh, uh, Kansas City at the time, they, y'all didn't spend no money. I said, well, ooh, finally. He leaving Kansas City. <laughs> he go? goes to the Raiders. I was about to say. He goes to the Raiders. Because <laughs> so at that point in time, I'm killing the Raiders. Yeah. I mean, I'm just 13 for a buck 56. I'm doing, you know, six for a buck 20. Yeah. Trey, let me tell you a story. We had a, I had $100,000 in my contract one year. I needed 120, I needed 121 yards. To get that, mm. get a thousand, because a thousand dollars get hundred. Going into the last game, Ooh. going into the last game. Hey, money day. That's a playoff a money game right game there. Right there. Exactly. <laughs> I had six catches, one hundred sixteen yards, and two touchdowns. No, at half, half, and then catch another pass. No. <laughs> I what? Finished, no. I, finished, I finished five yards short of a thousand. Please tell oh me they, they still gave it to you. No. And, no. and check this out. Man, the so, hey, man. And that you ever get suspicious? Right. That ain't oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because guess what? Hey, the next week. How many how many plays did you get in the second half? Well, I played all. But, I oh, get, but I'm saying how many did. You know? I didn't get another pass thrown my way. I didn't get another play. You don't think somebody made a call? Of course they did. Yeah. <laughs> because the next week, I go out there. Hey, Shannon's five me. yards away. Shannon's five. Stop throwing the ball. Stop throwing the ball. I go out there the next week. I go, <laughs> I go 13 for a buck 53 in <laughs> a touchdown. Dude, I'd be hot. I'd be so <laughs> mad. Hey, do you know how to, man, because <laughs> who, had a, who had one like that, too, was George Kittle. Yeah. Same thing. Really? Really? He, no, because he got close to almost beating. Oh, yeah. He oh, had like 210. In the first half. Yes, I remember. The against the Broncos, didn't catch a single ball. Yeah, they, they, they can't let him do that against the Broncos. Oh. Anybody else, I'd, I'd have been all for it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't break my record against my team. <laughs> yeah, but it was tough, man. I just oh, know I was like, I man, I'm about to get this. I'm about to get this. I'm about to get a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I was like, man, I was killing. I mean, that first half, I was killing Trout. I was, eat, I was eating. I was like, oh man. And they had Eddie Anderson covering me. He was, I mean, he was like, he was a hitter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wants he called a, he called a, a, a that's receiver. a fan, that's a fancy way for saying he's slow. No, yeah, but, but, no, but, but he would no, no, but he would not. Whoever, whoever the hardest hitter is right now, yeah, he once called a receiver coming across the middle, yeah, and then counted him out like he was in. Mm. No, he did. That's that's, bad. Back, back that's then, a bad man right there. Oh yeah, but see back then they would. How's he guarding the out route though? No, no, no. no. <laughs> What was that put me in that slot and I ran that seven? <laughs> he took a horrible angle. Oh, I got the ball. God. I'm like, you want this? Out of there. Oh gosh. But uh there. those those were the times. Like, I would I mean for me, 
um, the now the, the defensive receiver and you can't hit the guy. I like, what is a defensive receiver? If you got a helmet and shoulder pads on, how you defenseless? Listen, we all. So yeah, we're, all, we're right. all on the same page with you on that one. Well, no, I mean, if you're <laughs> if you're reaching for a ball, but I mean, you're defenseless, right? No. Why you not? got a helmet and shoulder pads. What do you I'm, think I'm is supposed here. to happen? It has, it has gone, it's gone overboard now. Yeah. Because yeah. now, like, defenders are, are, are defenseless on, like, a crap. Like, but yeah. put your, whatever, have your head on a swivel. And I see. Like, you're not, <laughs> yes. you don't got to defend yourself. Like, yes. you just like. Yes. And I, and I see that a lot of times. Guys. How dare you try and block me. Guys don't want to get that. You don't got any responsibility on you. Yeah. yeah. They don't right. want to get that fine. And so I see, guys, you got an opportunity to make a play. And they let the guy catch it, and then they fly by him, and he goes for a touchdown. Right. I'm like, bro, come on. Yeah, it's not good for the game. Yeah, it's, but I, I, I get it, because the NFL don't want another billion-dollar, two-billion-dollar concussion lawsuit, yeah. things of that coming down the pipeline. But I think they, they've tilted the field too far to the offense. Too much. Too, yeah. too, no, yeah, I too hear much. You on that. So what, yeah. what would you do in today's NFL, you think? As far as numbers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely getting his number. <laughs> I'm definitely getting his number. Sure. <laughs> Sure. With my, my, well, I need John, though. I need my quarterback. I was, oh, about, yeah, to say, I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, put, you put him in this offense, oh, yeah. I can see. I can but do, do you think numbers. the players on defense have changed a little bit? Because we talked, like, who was that linebacker that you said? The uh, really big, uh, but good hitter, but. Oh, right. you know, he was, he was a safety, uh, Eddie Sa- Anderson. Eddie Anderson. Yeah. You don't really see many of those guys. No, no, anymore. no, 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 no. But see, back then, if, I'm, if you're a linebacker, what linebacker is, oh, he got drafted in the first round because he can cover? Most guys are thumpers. Most guys, linebackers want to come downhill. Yeah. Right. So now you're asking them to cover in space. Right. That's not what they do. Right. They're trying to get to the quarterback or a Von Miller yeah. yes. or T.J. Watt or they're thumpers. Yes. Roquan Smith. Guys come – Fred. now Fred Warner is better. He can, he's good in space. But Fred Warner is not covering Kelsey. He's not covering a Kittle or a Waller one-on-one. Right, yeah. He's dropping back. He's playing that Tampa 2. Cover three zones, Tampa yeah. 2. He's yeah. getting back in the hole. He, he got good speed. Yeah. He can drop. So, for me, with a linebacker, I was like, bro, you got no chance, really, unless you got help over the top. And you know when they got help over the top, you ain't getting nothing today. But I used to come out there on the field and say, I'm going to give it to you the first half. And just so you don't feel lucky left out, I'm going to give it to you the second half. <laughs> so, everybody going to get it today. I'm still in that one. Would you, would you rather play a really slow player or uh, a smaller player? You, you said before, safety's too small, yeah. linebacker's too slow. Which one you would you rather? Oh, shit. It depends it, on what route you're running. Yeah, well, because I'm just I just want the smaller guy. I'm trying to get my hands on him. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Cause see, the thing with a smaller guy, I want him to think he can get physical, he can get in my chest. Yeah. Cause the thing is, I'm never gonna let you, I'm never gonna let you square me up. See, once once I once you square me up, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Once I give you this, I give you the eight and the four, I'm dead. Right. I might as well just stop the route. So how do you not give him the eight and the four? I'm always I'm playing on the angle. I'm playing on the side. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm never I'm, half of the man. Yeah, I'm half a man. Okay, I'm half a man. I'm 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 either on one side of your number or I'm on the other side of your number. Yeah, but I'm not. There I'm was not there was probably a three game span that you actually hit me up about yeah. about somebody getting in my chest Rising, and right. just just how I was getting off the ball. Yeah, yeah. and it's literally what just happens every time t- you play one of them New England teams where they're butching you, huh? Chill out, man. <laughs> Just I'm, I'm sliding on the. I keep the telling you to try and get a. Like, he was talking about just uh, just a safety. Just a safety. Or a, okay. Yeah, he wasn't talking about that. It was the, bro, you can't let him square you up. You like, know, that. but it's literally it's it's as small as what's your stance, mm-hmm. and yeah. then on top of that, it's just being the aggressor. Right. If you're if if you give the defense the ability to try and react off of them, 
I just feel like you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. If yeah. you always have the defense reacting to what you're doing, you're going to have the upper hand because that's the timing of the the, right. the timing of the route and the ball placement. All that is just going to take it. It's going to do its job for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like golf, man. You got to let the club do the work. Right. You know what I mean? You just got to go out there and just make sure you get some good contact, baby. That's it. I mean, you know, my my line. I'm I'm looking. I'm, I was constantly moving my hands because mm-hmm. I, I want, pre- preferably, I want him to react first. You reach, I teach. Because mm-hmm. once you reach, I'm grabbing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's over. Be physical. If I get my hands on you, mm-hmm. it's over. Yeah. As a bigger guy, I'm not letting you touch me. Right. Mm-mm. In today's NFL, what leads you to say you'd have unbelievable numbers? Is it the fact that they pass that much more, they, they or do. is it the the way the game's called in Both. favor of offense? Both. Because you have to understand, I think in my 14-year career, I think I had 10 1,000-yard rushers. I had a 2,000-yard rusher, a 1,750-yard rusher. Mm-hmm. It seemed like they could put rusher. anybody in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those Broncos teams, it was crazy. Yeah, and we, and, but that's the way we won the game. Yeah. But now you play in so much space. Yeah. I mean, Trav has to spend like 80% of his time in a flex position. No doubt, yeah. And to be able to stand up and to see the field, I can see, see that triangle. I says, okay. Oh, man, stop. Y'all ain't playing no cover two, but y'all finna go to quarter. Y'all finna, y'all finna go to lurk. Y'all ain't playing no two. Y'all not playing. Y'all playing cover six. Who y'all kidding? Yeah. So I can see all that. You have to understand, when I'm in a down position, mm-hmm. by my third step, I have to have read the defense. Yeah. It's, now, if I'm in the up position, I can see. I already know what you're going to go to. Well, and once you're once you've removed yourself from the box, they have to declare. Yeah. If they don't, yes. they're going to be yes. compromised. Right? I know. I can. I can see. Oh, I, I'm, I'm watching from the TV now. It's like, God, that guy's cheating down. He coming. Yeah. There's yeah. a reason why this safety is cheating down because the guy over Trav is coming. Yes. He coming. Yeah. They're like, you do realize he can't hear you, but I know. I hope. I'm hoping he can. <laughs> I'm hoping he can hear me. But I know we're on the same page. You know we're on the same page. But another thing that is, has helped out a lot in terms of just defensive recognition is Coach Reed loves to put us in motion. motion. And what that does to the defense, they have to communicate. Right. It changes a lot of the rules, especially in the box right. and the and the safeties when they come down into the box. But it's just it, – it helps declare everything. Yes. And we did – I want to say we did one of the dumbest things ever in college for a tight end. What? Oh, my gosh. We would stand with our hands on our hips. They stole that from Iowa. Iowa. Did they? When I Iowa tell used you, to do that. When I tell you, I've seen guys get jacked yeah, up yeah. in the run game <laughs> looking like that. But it was to try and help see what the see defense the field. Right. Yeah. see what's going on on the other side of the field. Because when you when you have your hand in the ground, I mean, yeah. you can still kind of see everything. But for the most part, you're just seeing what's in front of you. Right. Well, the, the thing that really helped me is that because I started out is that Reading the, reading the triangle. So by the time I get down, where I got down, I was like, okay, over front. This is what they like to play in the over front. Yes. This is like they, what they play in the under front. And so by my third step, okay, this is what it is. Now, I'm going. When you say read the triangle, what's that mean? I don't know. Well, I'm looking, I'm looking at you, you, and you. I'm looking at corner. The corner. in front of you. Yes. Safety. Safety. And I'm looking at the backside. I ain't worried about the backside with corner. I'm looking at that safety. Yeah. So are you going to rock and roll, which means one of you come down, the other go to the hole? Sure. Are you going to split? Yes. Or are you going to stay there and show me that it's quarters? Gotcha. Yeah. So. Oh, and right away, you know, just by that rotation. And now I got, I know my what I got to do with my route. Gotcha. At the end of the day, I don't give a damn what you do. Mm-hmm. As long as when my back foot hit, you're ready to get the ball. The hardest thing for me was to slow myself down. Because mm-hmm. I was getting open, but John wasn't ready to throw the ball. Yeah. And so That's by the time issue. he's ready to throw the ball, the defenders are caught back up. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, hey, you, you got to slow down. Yeah. Because I'm so, hey, whoop, whoop. I'm, mm-hmm. But he, I was like, give me the rock. He's like, 
Bruh, I mean, still going through my progression. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, even that progression, because here's the thing. One, two, three, okay, the ball's going to come out. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, the ball's going to come out. It can't cover you out of five step or drop, and you, I can't throw it in, in three. Gotcha. So now, okay, now I'm rhythmic. Now I got, okay, I got time. I can really set this guy up. And the thing was, I'm working on things in practice. And it's like, and the guy, the, the thing that really helped me is that guy, hey, safety would tell me, hey, you tip that one. I was like, bro, how you? I said, that's some of my best yeah. stuff. He said, I could tell you started getting on your toes. Yes. He said, when you get on your toes, you break it in or out. Now, I got to guess which one, but because you stayed inside of me, mm-hmm. I had a feeling that you was going to break out. Yeah. So now that that keeps me, okay, I got I to gotta stay on my toes. Yeah. If you can beat the guys in practice that see you every day, mm-hmm. that's seen you every day for three, four, five years, yes. come game time, they got no chance. No right. chance. Because I don't care how much film you walk, it's the intricacies. Yeah. That you can pick up when you're like right there. Yeah. Like certain guys' foot plays. Uh, I watch a guy and I'm just looking at his feet. Yes. He's square. Oh, he's run. Mm-hmm. Oh, he got his foot staggered just a little bit. Yes. Oh, you finna come on the bliss, ain't it? Yes. You finna rush, ain't it? I know. Yes. Stop lying. You are coming. <laughs> Seriously. No, I, and all those little things add up. And that's that's a mark when you got a good team. I mean, yeah. You won three Super Bowls mm-hmm. with two different teams. Two different teams. Only Getting that feedback is important from your. Yeah. If you see something in your buddy, you might as well tell them because they're damn sure that they're going to see it on film. Right. Or, the, or, they're, or somebody you play a bunch in your division mm-hmm. is going to start to feel that tendency, yeah. right? Or you see a guy, he's in a down stance, yeah. or if he's light. I yeah. see a D lineman, he's light. Oh, you drop it? Yeah. yeah. Are you not coming? You mean yeah. tell me you're not going to come? So yeah. why you, why 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 your hand barely touching the ground? Right. Because if you got too much pressure on it, you yeah. can't get up out of there. Right? Yeah. Or, so your, yeah. your hand barely touching. You just talked about evened up stance versus elongated, mm-hmm. right? You know, First, second down, a lot of those D linemen more evened up, right? They're getting ready to defend the run. Yeah, right. All of a sudden, they drop that foot back on first, second down. You're like, Here's okay, back. somebody's tipping them. Yeah. Why, why is this dude getting in a pass run stance first, second down? Then you start looking at the tackle. Tackle stance, like, yeah. it's a whole. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get to the down. I, I can't be having dudes right, passing yeah. the run. No one is pass or run. Yeah. That ain't fun. And, it, and they get on different levels. Like, what y'all, y'all, y'all twisting? I mean, what y'all got going on? Why yes. y'all so on such different levels? All right, we're giving up too much information to D line. <laughs> 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 D-line ain't thinking about all this, are they? Hey, they're going, they're getting smart now. They, get, they used to not be. They're getting right. smart. They used to not be. <laughs> right. And now, you know what they're doing is they're recording the game footage, mm-hmm. and they're getting your verbiage. Yep. And I think it's happening more now than it ever used to. Of course. And, they're, and so now it's on us to really change it up and, and to make it so that similar calls are happening, run and pass, or this play and that play, so that you can't get pigeonholed. Right. Hey, every time he says this, it's they're blocking man on man. Every time he says this, it's a pass play. Every time he says this, it's a run play. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. We, and, I, I, one of my best games, we played in the Chargers, and um, Junior say every time they said Reno or Nevada, they went to a cover two. Yeah. And so I said, I said, I said, so I nice. said, uh, Mike. Oh. Every time they say they say Reno or Nevada, <laughs> yeah. they go cover two. He's like, really? I said, no matter what the whether over front or under front, it does not matter. Mm-hmm. When I hear Reno, they go every single snap. Every time they went to it, I ended the day with. I was. Uh, let's just put it like this. I was an AFC offensive player. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's good stuff there. AFC offensive player. <laughs> the week after that game, we talked about seventh round pick. Mm-hmm. We also talked about no cell phones. Yeah. What was it like getting drafted? What was it like? Is it 1990? 1990. What was it like getting drafted in 1990? Well, back then the draft started on Sunday. Was it all in one day? No. It was, uh, I think the first two rounds were Sunday, and then the next Monday was the rest of the draft. Okay. And then when I didn't get drafted on Sunday, I, I was at my brother's house in South Carolina, 
And so I didn't get drafted. So I remember going upstairs and he said, hey, bro, we're going to be good. I, uh, he's like, bro, don't even worry about it. You know, hey, I got you. Whatever whatever happens is going to happen. I say, but I got you. I say, man, I just want an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we woke up. There. I woke up the next morning. I said, man, come on, man. I, can't, I, got, I just want to go lift. Let me, let's go lift. Yeah. So we're at the University of South Carolina. We're in the gym. How are you it, lifting? Is while the draft is going on? Yeah, they're drafted. Because I'm already like, well, it is what it is. Yeah, but how are you going to – you ain't got a cell phone. How are they going to call you? Uh, it is. I, Wasn't even worried about it? But no. <laughs> at, that point, at that point in time, I'm already pissed off. So I remember I'm in the gym and I'm working out. It's like, hey, uh, call for Shannon Sharp. I'm like, man, who know I'm here? Nobody know I'm here? Yeah. It's Coach Reeves. Uh, no, it's Lyde Huggins. Lyde Huggins at the time, he said, uh, we just took you in the seventh round. Are you excited to be a Bronco? I said, man, I'm very excited. I said, I really appreciate this. I said, you guys ain't going to regret this. Dan, Coach Reeves gets on the phone. Coach Reeves says, okay. Uh, I, now, I know about your brother, and uh, but your brother can't catch any passes for you here. He says, I, I expect you to come in and work. I said, Coach Reeves, I'm, I'm going to work hard. Yeah. So I, I'll show you. So you were in the gym. I'm in the gym working out. God, hey. That's got to be the most exciting news, a head man, coach. Man. You call a guy to get drafted, and he's in the gym working out? <laughs> gym I am hype. Yeah. I am like, yes, I, yeah. we got a player. We got the right. So I go, we, got, <laughs> we got the right. They got, they got the ticket. They send me the, uh, I go to the, I go home, get my bag, send me a ticket. I go out there. Yeah. And uh, same thing I said when I went to Savannah State. I was like, man, I, I can't go back. I got to make this team. Mm-hmm. I said, man, I can't go back to Glass. I can't go back to Glen. I can't go back to Glenville. I can't go back to Savannah State. And I'm not on the roster, man. I said, man, I had too much of had a great career at Savannah State. Nobody believed in me. Nobody believed that I can make it from Glenville going to Savannah State. They're like, yeah, you're the best player here, but you won't be the best player at college. Well, you're the best player at college. You ain't gonna make. I said, man, I'm later for that. Mm-hmm. So, man, I got to Denver. I just work, work, and I remember we in training camp. And this is what I, I like. I would never do this. When I make this team, I'm never going to do this. I didn't know the play. So I asked the guy, I said, man, what I got on this route? He said, run this. Guess I go in there, I run it. It's wrong. Oh, <laughs> no. no. Man, Coach Reeves, <laughs> Coach Reeves used to get upset, and there's this big old, big old vein <clears throat> popping out the side of his neck. <laughs> what are you doing? If you don't know the F and play, don't go in the game. I just look at it, what? but we competing for the competing for the job. Yeah. That's crazy. So I, I said, I never had it in me do anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I said, bro, I said, I, I would never do anything like that. That ain't right. But you think he did it on purpose? Of course he did. I mean, you compete for a job. <laughs> you know, hey. It's suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I, I, I know he knew what to do because he was there the year before. Right. It wasn't like. So it, it's all, it was all good. And I just know, just make sure I know what I'm supposed to do. So it's not all good, I, can't, I can't fault him because I didn't know. Hell, I should have known what to do from the beginning. That's but I just would have known. He could have just said, I don't know. Yeah. That's a pro's mentality to take right there. I would have yeah. been fucking pissed at him, though. No, I mean, but look, <laughs> when I was in Baltimore, they drafted Todd Heap in the first round. I know Todd, they got to let Todd play sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. But my job is to get him ready as soon as I possibly can. Because if something happened to me during the season, Todd's going to be ready to yes, play. Man, you know it. Todd is going to be a reflection of me. How well he plays that year, how well he move, plays moving forward, was had a lot to do with the information and little subtleties that I t- taught, helped teach him along the way. So for me, I was never insecure about, about you know, Mm-hmm. Somebody beat him out for the job. Yeah. I, you know, I tell guys all the time. I taught him everything he knows. I didn't teach him everything I know. I say, <laughs> I saved some of that stuff. <laughs> just, just in case. You drafted as a receiver. I was drafted as a receiver. Travis, 
I think by most uh, people's. <laughs> Where are you going with this? You were drafted as a quarterback? No, well, no, even. No, I am a receiver. He, uh, yes, I think most people will say Travis is not a tight end. He right, is a receiver. Right. What is the difference anymore between a tight end? Are they, like, we play 11 personnel right. with the F receiver. Yeah, difference. And he goes out and digs that safety out. Okay, we do the same thing out of 12. They're a nickel regardless. Right. What. Is a tight end just a receiver? At this yeah, they point? call them, in certain offenses. They call them receiving tight ends now. <laughs> they, they distinguish them because they're, they're really like nobody really runs the ball, so they're not needing the tight end to be at the point of contact. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, basically, you know, he, he's doubling, leading up, going to the safety, or they doubling and getting up to the backer. Mm-hmm. They scoop blocking and things of that nature. Sure, but where he's like responsible. I mean, Kittle he's setting the point. Now, Kittle. Yes, he does. He's- <sighs> He's a dog. That's he awesome. that boy dog. He hey, 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 he puts on a clinic. Yeah. Every week. He puts on Every a clinic. Week. He dumping people on their back. It's impressive. Yeah. Very yeah. impressive. Yeah. Especially, yeah. like you said, those four down defensive ends who are putting their hands in your I mean, chest, and, coming and, off and the ball, three-point stands. To go one-on-one with a guy in a seven technique or to dig a guy in a five? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I ain't had no chance with a five. I'm like, babe, bro, don't you cut that back. You just cut, cut that back, you're going to put that helmet in your hip. Well, do, why don't you just cut him? <laughs> oh, we, we did not. We, we, yeah. No, we, no, we, I don't think you can. You cut now? You can. You can if you're attached. If you're attached, if you're attached you can. You can't. Uh, tested line. You can't. The you can't like post them up and then cut them yeah. anymore. They got way of that. But as long as you're in the I tackle box and within five yards yeah. plus or minus, yeah. you can still do it. But it's it doesn't happen that much my first, anymore. My first five years in the league, I was throwing at everybody. I was throwing at safeties, corners. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But if you, uh, if you go back and watch our tape, it's like synchronized swimming. Yeah. Because that for all all four down line. Feet were up in the air because yeah, we don't cut everybody. It's like a mandatory cut on the backside, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's the way it was when I, we first started running outside zone. When I first got installed, you didn't have an option. Yeah. You're cutting on the backside. You, you, absolutely. Because the thing was, we were a cutback team. Yeah. And TD needed to know he could cut back and the helmet wouldn't be in his hip. Right. So I'm putting him – oh, you going on the ground, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You going on the ground. What, what was the hardest type of player to cut, do you think? Lateral? Yeah, if they're moving lateral, then yeah. it's a little bit like yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna well, get them. You know, the, the, the thing was, I was so quick. Yeah, and so I could hey, and before they know it, and you know they try to get, but I'm up under. You're them. already under. I'm up under. Yeah. And so all I, all I needed, all I needed was the was the tackle to like make him do this. Yeah, if he did that. It's over. It's done. It's over. Once but he's I, turned and he's not square anymore, he can't defend it's over. it. Yeah. It's over. It's over for him. Yeah. And I and and uh I I mean I had some great tackles. I mean both of my tackles in the Hall of Fame. Gary Zimmerman was a two-time all, all NFL player in the eighties and the nineties, and then Jonathan Ogden was all all decade player yeah, in the two thousand. Yeah. So uh, well, yeah, eighties and nineties with Zim and and and, and Jo was uh and I said, look guys, I'm coming. Yeah. I'm coming. So they knew. I said, I'll cut you. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> you better get out of the way. You better get out of the way. Yeah. It's it's a dying art. It really is. And it's it a is. shame that, you know, I don't – the NFL is always trying to make the game safer. Yeah. But I always felt like that prevented the defense – if you're out of control, you can get cut. Yes. If you're under control and moving, like, lateral, it's a hard person to cut. Yeah, it is. So, in, in a way, now guys can go out of control. There's no – What's the harm in going out of control now right. at the second level? Yeah. A linebacker can run right through your face without having to worry about anything. No. Before, it's like, all right, yeah, we, come, uh, we, come at me. I'm oh, going yeah, to take them knees out real quick. Yeah, real we, 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 was, we were notorious for scooping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and we put you on the second level. I mean, Alex Gibb, who was, our, uh, who was the O-line coach and our run game coordinator. Yeah. Oh, you had to put him on the ground. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. And that's what it drives me crazy with screens to see offensive linemen try to stay up. Just throw. Well, that you can't anymore. Can't anymore. You can't cut. 
Not really? Space. It's elephants on parade out there in space, baby. It is. Like it is. It is not a good sight right now. Really? I, I used to love it. I used to love oh, cutting out in space. He oh, too. Can't do it anymore. You can only within five yards so barrel, in the tackle like box. And Donkey Kong. He just barrel rolls somebody. You can do it if it's like a middle screen. Right. But. It, it, it's it's risky. Yeah, you got to get them before you get. Yeah, they, they outlawed it a, okay. a few years I, ago. I, so that's what I, I was like, bro. Why y'all are not? Yeah, because before same thing. It used to not be an option. Right. It's like, listen, you're too fat and slow right. to try and redirect with this man in space. Use that length. I, I thought you guys. <laughs> use that you size. Guys, I thought you guys were just trying to run over the little guy. Well, they do do that too. Yeah, They're I know. But, but um, no, it, you can't cut anymore out in space, wow. unfortunately. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, um, I don't know how we just got into a side traffic about cutting. I, I love, I love cut, it. Look, it. Right, yeah. <laughs> man, you don't cut anybody. You don't really try to cut anybody. Huh? You Only don't, on whack. When's the last time you cut? I can give it at least one. They're trying one to outlaw game. that cut too now. Yeah, they You're are. You're talking about, yeah. you know, uh, the split zone? Yeah. They're trying to outlaw that uh, going back and cutting the DN because a couple guys po- tore their knees up last year doing yeah. it. Well, DNs are just cutting back now. I know. They're just, it, they're just and then it's just two guys there. trying to cut each other, which is always funny to see just like two guys butting heads and right. falling on the ground right away, which is a win for the offense. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where we're going with it, but yeah, I like <laughs> All right, well, that's enough with cutting. We're two brothers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You very uh, – Notoriously had a brother in the mm-hmm. NFL. Yeah, what was it like uh, having Sterling in the NFL as an older brother leading the way? Man, it was different because my brother, we have a very different relationship. It's almost like he's my father. Really? Because my father died at a young age. My grandfather died at a young age. And so the dominant male figure that I saw on the regular basis was him. And I wanted to be just like him. And how, I, what was the age difference? Three years. Three years. Three years. Everything, I went everywhere he went. I wore every number that he wore. I wanted to be just like my brother. I mean, my first college girlfriend looked just like his college girlfriend. <laughs> um, I, I got to give me one. Huh? Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about from the hairstyle. I'm talking about from the way she was built, her skin complexion, her teeth. They were exact. <laughs> I, and I, and I, 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 I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about it yeah. until I brought her home. And my sister, she like, that girl looked just like. Tammy, which was my brother's girlfriend yeah. at the time. And I was like, I ain't really think about it. But now that you think about it, she <laughs> really does. But it was great because he told me everything that I needed to know. And he was always that brother that told me what I needed to know and not what I wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. And he would always like, he would always found a way to my basketball games. He would always find a way to come back and see a basketball game. The track meets, he would drive three hours just to see me run. Uh, he always went to, uh, to the state track meet and said, okay, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. You're going to have, you know, because you got to throw the disc. You know, I was a field event guy. He says, okay, you only got one jump. You only got two jumps. You got to win it. You know, triple jump was my specialty. Mm-hmm. He said, you got to win it on the first or second jump because triple you jump. still got a long jump later today and you got to throw the disc also. Yeah. And we still got to run later today also. So we got to save these legs. And so my thing was to nail that first jump Went when to meet with the state with that with that jump, mm-hmm. and then when I got to college, I wasn't gonna go to Savannah State because after I did, I was Prop Forty Eight. Prop Forty Eight went into effect my first year, nineteen eighty six. Okay, uh, so if you didn't make seven on SAT, you couldn't go to D one, and so at that time I was like I had already lined it up. I was gonna take the test. I was gonna go to the Air Force, and my brother came down and says, "You will go, say uh, Savannah State still interested?" I said, "Yeah, Coach Davis said he had a scholarship as long as I wanted it." He said, "You're gonna go to Savannah State." And you're going to go for a year. And if you don't like it, you can say, hey, I went and it wasn't for me. I went 
and the rest is they say history. Mm -hmm. So when I'm getting go go to the league, he says, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to prepare. Mm -hmm. He says, now, John Elway going to come to you one day. He said, you're going to need to know what to do, and you're going to need to make plays for him when he does come to you. Okay. And so he was always constantly reminding me of things that I needed to do. He believed in me even more so than I believed in myself. I remember he was always telling his friend, he was always, when I was in high school, he said, he better athlete than me. He just doesn't work hard. When I got to college and I would go visit him at the University of South Carolina, he would always say he's a better athlete than me. Yeah. But he don't he don't work hard enough. And then I was like, man, is he like really boosting me up or he does he really believe that? Yeah. Um, I was just like just naturally talented that I could just like, okay, you show me what to do. I'm a I'm a visual learner. Mm -hmm. You 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 show it to me, okay, I can go, I can do that. Right. And so and so I was like, man. I think he might believe that I'm more talented. And I, I was. And now that I look back at it, I had more God-given ability than he yeah. had. He just worked harder than I did. Yeah. And so once I combined the God-given ability, the ability that God gave me with my work ethic, and I was like, man, man, I could really be. And then I saw my body transform. Mm. And I was like, I, I've, I've always, I was always like in shape. I've always had muscle. I always was abbed up. And, but now all of a sudden, I'm going from 180 to 190 with abs to 205 with abs to mm -hmm. 220 with abs. And I was like, yeah, I've arrived now. And so that, that mean, it was, man, it's the, it's the greatest thing. I just hate, and I tell these people all the time, I would trade my career, every dime that I've ever earned to switch places with my brother. Because he deserved to be where I am. Yeah. in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It broke my heart when he told me he was never going to be able to play the game again. I played football. Football was my worst sport in high school, and the only reason I played because he played and I wanted to be like him. Yeah. I was a much better basketball player. I was a much better track athlete, but I played football because my brother played. And, man, it broke my heart when he said it was over. And yeah. it's like, man, now I got to continue the sharp legacy. I got to go places and do things that what he was doing. Cause at that time, you know, it was he and Jerry neck and neck. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, he had won the oh, triple yeah. crown. He had led the league in, in receptions three times. He had led the league in receiving yards twice. He led the league in touchdowns twice. And then just like that, his last year, he caught 18 touchdowns, 94 passes over a thousand yards and never played another snap at 29. Oh my gosh. It was over. Yeah. Just Still like in that. the prime of his career. Just like that, it was over. Still a legendary career, though. Yeah. And the, even yeah, even yeah. in the short term, what, the, the amount of games that he played in. Is there anything looking back you wish you would have been able to do with him in the NFL outside of him having success two, like as, as a brother? like Two years after he retired, we played Green Bay in the Super Bowl. And so we're doing an interview, and I say, when we win this game, I'm, he didn't know it at the time. I said, I'm going to give him the ring. Mm-hmm. And so that was my proud of all the things that I've gifted and I've gifted a lot of things. You know, I've helped a few college people out along the way. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's probably the thing that I'm proudest of, of all the gifts that I've given in my life. Yeah. Giving my brother that first Super Bowl ring because that meant the world to me because it, it meant more to me to give it to him than it would have ever meant to me for winning it. Did you feel like he was almost just a big of a part of you winning? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I don't have the career that I had had he not been my older brother. I would not have had the career that I had had I not given me the support. He gave me just enough to make me hungry to try to go get it. Yeah. Uh, he's he's three years older than me, but he's two. he precedes me in the NFL. So, you know, he has an M3 BMW. Hey, bro, let me get that. Come get it. 
So I'm driving on campus, HBCU with an M3. <laughs> he has a, a 930 slant nose Porsche BMOC? with three with three with 330 rim, uh, uh, tires on the back. Well, t- come get it. Yeah. Uh, he has a, a big Benz. Come get it. Yeah. And I'm like, I got to have this. Yeah. SL. Come get it. So I'm thinking to myself, bro, I, I want all this. <laughs> it wasn't like, and sometimes, you know, people like, um, they look, they's like, what was it like living in the shadow? I say, I didn't, I was never in the shadow. I embraced yeah. that I was his little brother mm-hmm. and I wanted to be like him and I wanted to eclipse what he had done. Yeah. So I never felt overshadowed. Mm-hmm. And so he knew that if I just give him a little, it's going to drive him to go get it. So yeah. every every car that my brother got, I went and got it. Okay. Ferrari, even though I put him in the poorhouse, you know, I'm making 200000 I got a $200,000 car. I don't know how that, that's, that's, I don't know how that works. That's out. bad business. Don't, yeah, yeah. I, we do not recommend this, but what a, <laughs> We were talking about it on Club Shay. This is how I went broke. Yeah. This is how I went broke yeah. my first year in the league. Yeah, I'm, bad. I'm like, hey, I got an a S500. I got a Ferrari. I got a $600,000 crib. And I got a, 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 a what I have a four door blazer, making three twenty five. I stretched it. You know what I'm saying? I made, I flipped. I stretched three twenty five and got all that. I'll tell you what, my brother uh, when he got to league, it was uh, he was working with a, a car dealership yeah. up in up in Phillies, and, and he had just bought a uh, an F one fifty, brand new F one fifty. And um, me being me, I totaled the car that I had in college. So I was walking around on campus, and he knew he knew I needed a car. Drives his F one fifty down, knowing that he was going to get a dealership car right. uh, to to ride around Philadelphia. Yeah, I forgot. So what do I what do I do? I'm like, oh man, I f- I got this really nice car. I wasn't traveling because I had this kind of hoopty right. that was just getting me to campus and back. So I take the car within the first ten hours of me having the vehicle. I go to, I go up to Cleveland, you know, uh, visit the uh, the the Boom Boom Room. <laughs> Went to the strip club. Came back out of the strip club. What happened when you left the strip club, Travis? That car was gone. (laughs) What happened? Man, left the keys in the car. No, no, no. Left the keys in the car. He didn't tell me there was a spare key in the glove compartment. I had the key. I just didn't lock the car. First of all, (laughs) he he told me that. Strippers got me. What did you tell me? You told me something that was false. What did you tell me initially? Huh? What did you tell me initially that was, you lied to me initially. Did I lie? Yes, like well, always. You always that's, lie. That's my first go-to. Yeah. Hey. Lied initially, I, and, I, I, and, I, and I told the insurance company what he had told me. Right. And the insurance I company, the, no, that's not what car, happened. They found the car too, like two months ago, just in a random mall parking parking lot with no gas in it. Yeah. No broken windows. No nothing. No nothing. They're like nobody forced no their handle. way into this vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Hearing you talk, the we way got you do that F one fifty back though. We did we get it back. back. We did we get it back. back. You also ran it into the ground and it broke down within a couple years after getting no, it back. No, no, don't put that on me, man. Yeah, I'm putting don't that, put on, that you. on me. That wasn't a part of the story, man. All right, <laughs> it didn't last long. You know, hearing the way you talk about Sterling, it makes sense that this is how you talk to young players or to talk to current guys like Trav. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think that his uh, impact on you and how you felt, uh, you try to do that to other players is very clear and. Uh, I just want to say I appreciate you reaching out to Trev. You already know. Um, and I'm going to pass it along that's, to that's the what it's, that's, what it's spo- that's what it's supposed to be playing right. in the league. That's what it's supposed to be as a, a, a former player, uh, an older player on the team. Like, I don't know. Just, in every, really in every field. That. In every yeah. field, yeah. whether it's business, whether it's – I'm trying to help anybody be right. the best version of themselves. And yeah, I, that's I don't – but a lot of times, best. like, I've talked to guys and I don't really tell people who I talk to yeah. because I don't want the guy to think that – 
oh, you telling people that you helping me, you won't You're credit for what I did. You're doing it just for, no, 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 that's no, not no, the way no, it's supposed no. to be. Yeah, so yeah. I, 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 I will always ask, so you mind if I mention something? Like, oh, no problem. Yeah. So I'm very, I'm very conscious yes. not to say, like, I talk to such and such unless, you know, like, you know, I would talk to uh, Larry Fitzgerald and he's like, hey, look, I, I, don't, I don't care. Yeah. But for the most part, if I if I talk to a guy, I never mention it on air because what we talk about is just between he and I. It's just like sometimes like, do you mind if I mention? I was like, hey, I reached out to him, to- told him there's some things that I saw that he was doing that could, might help him. Yeah. And uh, he like he appreciated, gave me the thumbs up. He's like he appreciated. But that's for the most part. That's what I do. I just I just feel like, you know, it's my job is to give back. Right. Is to help those guys be the best they can possibly be. And hopefully when they're in a position and they can help and they can give back. They give back. It doesn't do me any good to have knowledge that I know can help someone right. and not share it. Right. I got to ask this before we get to this last. Okay, section. go, go. It's all, by you're the way, on, by the way, three, three Super Bowl teams. Yeah. Out of those three Super Bowl teams, I'm just going to pick the two, the Broncos, Ravens, those teams. If they go at it, who's winning? Which team I'm on? <laughs> well, no, I don't even know how to. <laughs> that settles that. That was the easiest one. All right. There you go. That's shit. <laughs> I will say this, because that Ravens defense, you can't play defense like they played back then. Right. If you go back and look, they played four playoff games and they gave up three, ten, three, seven. Can't do it anymore. And now and the seven came on a kick return. Mm-hmm. If you go back and look at it was like punt, 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 pick, punt, pick, punt, fumble, punt, pick, punt, punt, down. Yeah. Wasn't it? Wasn't it like the I first mean, it was nine outright. games of the season they didn't allow a touchdown? Well, or not like only that? are they not allowing touchdowns, they're scoring touchdowns. Yeah, we were knocking. Re- I mean, it was like. Well, I think the thing for them, the defense, if your quarterback finished the game, you can consider you won because they was knocking your quarterback out. Wow, <laughs> they, they they knocked your quarterback out the game. Yeah. That's fucking football right there. Yeah, you think, you think bring about, back that. They gave up a hundred. They tried. If we're to. not that. Then I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> they gave up hundred and sixty-five points. In 16 games. Wait, Tom, I say that again. I, I, they I, gave up 165 points in 16 games. Oh, That's my crazy. gosh. Now, you do realize pick sixes go against their 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 total. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. They gave, they gave up. They gave up an average of 10 points a game. Yeah, they gave up. If you look at Slightly what they more. actually gave up, they gave up three points to the Broncos uh, in the playoff game. They gave up 10. They gave up three. They gave up 16 points. That defense in four games. That's unreal. I mean, it was unbelievable watching that. I talked about it. <laughs> One of the highlights of my career, welcome to the NFL moments, was blocking and playing against Ray Lewis. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'll never forget that because I I grew up playing linebacker. I right. always wanted to be – Ray Lewis was like my idol. That's who I wanted to be in life. And uh, to be actually blocking him was right. crazy. Yeah. And uh, I remember watching those Baltimore – Freaking uh, defenses! It was it was it was insane. Yeah, they were so good. Yeah, they they literally went into the game trying to knock your quarterback out, and for the most part, they 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 did it. They yeah. did it. I mean, they had I think they had like four shutouts that year. Yeah. Uh, they gave up one game. They gave up uh, opening drive. I think it was the Cleveland. Mm-hmm. They had like several shutouts. They gave up eighty six yards in the opening drive. They gave up fifteen yards the rest of the game. 15? Could you imagine how demoralizing that would be? I mean, scoring 10 points, period, is already demoralizing. I can only they imagine. How many yards we got this half? Uh, 15. Yeah, we got 15. What? <laughs> we should just be running quarterback sneak every play. We'd have more than a yard. He, he mentioned welcome to the league. You, do you have a welcome to the league moment? 
my first year there, we played the 49ers uh, in the preseason. They had just beat the Broncos the previous year in the Super Bowl, 55-10. Mm-hmm. So now I get a chance to see Joe Montana. I see Jerry Rice. Oh yeah. I'm like, man, Ronnie Lott. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man. I mean, I, to, see Jay, to see Jerry run down the sideline, to see Joe run down the sideline, to see Ronnie Lott. And then later that year, Ozzie Newsom was my favorite player growing up. To see Ozzie, it was just like to see – Guys that you saw on television and then like going out to the Raiders and you see the Raiders and you see Al Davis and you see uh, James Garner who was in the Rockford file and then you saw the Raiderettes and the way they had it like you come out the tunnel and the cheerleaders like 40 of them just Mm -hmm. lined up. They didn't design it like that, did they? They didn't. They Because I went out there and I got get it, their heads I, out of the game right I now. I got it handed to me on special teams. <laughs> but I was distracted. But, man, that, that was it. Just seeing guys. And, you know, you play the Steelers and you see Joe Green and you see Franco Harris and you see all the greats that you saw, like, growing up. And you see these guys, although, you know, they weren't in uniform. But they, I did my – my rookie year, Webster, Mike Webster, yeah, was the center for the Chiefs. That's right. He did go to the Chiefs for a couple of years after. The, yeah, Iron Mike. And he Mike. And he had them sleeves rolled up. Yeah, and he was he was he was Jack. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he was a. Uh, I mean, that's the best center of all time, probably. Yeah, I mean, some well, other guys up there too, but I mean the Steelers. I mean the Steelers. I mean he, Dermani Dawson. I know uh, Stevenson. Yes, from the Dolphins. Donald Stevenson. Yep, yep, yep. They, um there's some dogs, so yeah. it's hard to give it to one guy. Yeah. But but I think let me put it this way: when I came into the league, Howard Mudd instituted one rule. Yeah. As the center, it was my job to do it. It was called the Webby rule. Right. And the Webby rule was, uh, when the ball gets spotted and we break the huddle, you don't walk to the line; you run to the line. And the reason that we Mike did Webster. that is because Mike Webster did. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you have a rule named after somebody, yeah, you one of the yeah, greats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think him and Jim Otto. Uh, the all, all all 100 anniversary team it for the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, I think, I think him and uh, uh, Otto, the double eagle. Yeah, it fits. Yeah, <laughs> here, but let's get let's get to this last section. Uh, yeah, this is the you don't have to answer it, but we gotta ask. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> first one is uh, previously on this on this show we asked could an average person rush for one yard in the NFL? So we're asking you right here right now, could Skip Bayless get a single yard in the National Football League if you gave him? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying because because he's average. Ain't no way they're gonna let him get a yard. <laughs> no way they're gonna go out of their way. Yes. And I'm not so sure the offensive line is gonna block for him to get that yard. So that's what that's what's gonna happen oh with that one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You've won a Super Bowl in Raymond James Stadium. Um, how does that feel? If, if, I mean, we won. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I didn't think we were going to lose because I got smoked. Yeah, and, and I didn't. I didn't like the cannons going off and all that. It yeah. was there was no cannons going. It was going not off. a good experience. It definitely wasn't no cannons going off for the Jazz. No, I didn't like that one. <laughs> so who's who's a better dresser, me or you? You know, you you got swag. I just, I just can't. I got to the party late. I'm gonna give you a do. I'm gonna give you a do. You, you swag. You got the you got the shoe surgeons on right now. Yeah. What about me? Why am I not in the? Nah, you can't. You can't. Nah, you can't get into it. He's walking around the mall, cutting <laughs> grass. Hey, these are the grass cutting three thousand. Yeah, right yeah. Here. you already know. <laughs> nah, bro, hey, I'm gonna give you a problem. You, 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 you do, you do the thing. You already know we yeah, had some you, fun you, with you, it. You, you did that. Could an NFL player play in the NBA and vice versa? Could an NBA player play in the NFL? Play or be effective? 
That's a great question. What's effective? I, I would say be effective. Like make a name, make, make him a household name. No. No. Neither way. Mm-mm. NBA in the NFL I, or NFL name. I don't know if you've ever been to an NBA game, but if you just watch the way the 13. I said to the watch same thing. the 13th guy, the, the way he can shoot the well, basketball. Time, time out. He asked a different question. He's saying the same thing he, that we're saying, that I'm saying. No, he's so, not. He's saying, could he be effective? Could somebody go in there and not fuck it up? Listen, yes. All I'm saying is the, the, you don't think so? the, best, the best ticket in professional sports is courtside on the on the floor. Mm-hmm. Okay, Courtside to watch the The first game. time I ever watched that was the, was the day I realized Ain't there nobody ain't no in the way. NFL coming out on this court. <laughs> nah, nah. It ain't going to happen. Nah, nah. And definitely ain't nobody from the NBA going out there on the NFL field. Oh, you don't think so? <laughs> no. See, this is where they I, do what? Uh, I don't know, play tight end. Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, all these guys play basketball yeah, in college. But, but and, they, see, the, and the thing is, is that, yeah, but you talk about guys that didn't do that. Gates and Gonzo played. So it was – but so you talk about – both. Yeah. None of these none of guys that's currently that's playing now – That's a good point. <laughs> ain't played football maybe since high school. So you don't think LeBron could go out there and catch a couple nah, touchdowns? Hell no. <laughs> just, throw, just toss him the ball. <laughs> he don't know how to get up press. What if they don't press him? They're going to press him. What if they're playing – You'd be foolish not to press him. <laughs> about to say, because he's going to jump over the top of you and catch it. His arms are like an eight-foot wingspan. That's why I'm going to press him. Because he don't know – He don't, he he don't, don't know how to use it. He don't know how to get up press. You've you've had legendary guests mm-hmm. on on Club Shay Shay. Who would be your dream guest that you haven't got on yet? I got a few. President Obama would be one. Oh wow, that'd be a, that'd be a good yeah. One. Uh, it's a smooth criminal right there. Denzel Washington would be two. The Rock would be three. Name a lot of. About to say this. Oprah would be. That's a damn good list. I mean, God, I, I don't know that I've heard a better list than that. I was about to say, they all sound like you yeah, definitely these, get them all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so that, that would be that 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 would be yeah. All right, that's I'd, awesome. Well, we got one last question from this big guy right here. If you could talk to your rookie self, mm-hmm. what would you? What advice would you give you? Sure, wish my mom would have waited ten years. Ah, uh, you know what? I mean, I, what would I tell myself? I don't know. Honestly, guys, from the time that I made it, yeah. everything was about football. Yeah. I ate, I slept, I breathed, I talked football. And I think I was terrible at a lot of things except football. I was terrible at being a brother, terrible at being a son. I was terrible at being a father. I was terrible at being a boyfriend. I was terrible at all of those, but I was a damn good football player. Yeah. Probably, I wish I could look, I would go back, if I could tell my rookie self, I would say the way you judge success, because everything that I look at now is judged by success. Mm -hmm. And that's the only thing. And so even my relationships now, here I am about to be double nickel in about four months, is still judged by success. And so I would say, Shannon, everything that you've accomplished doesn't mean anything because you don't have anybody to share it with. Hmm. That's what I would tell myself. I would do it. If I would do it over again, I would find that one person and that's what I would do. That's hey, real. Man, it ain't too late. No, no, no. Yeah. Look better than me. I was saying, you know, I, I, hint, hint. You know, <laughs> yeah, I know. You share it with Shane. Hey, 
Okay. <clears throat> I like that. <clears throat> yes. So this is how we show. This is how we close this show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. See, you, you like my brother. My, we're, we're like so. I mean, we're similar, but we're so different. Yeah. We're so different. You like you married, settled down early. Him, me, and my club Shay Shay. <laughs> He's more talented and more athletic. <laughs> a dresser. A lot of oh, a lot yeah, of things yeah. going for what. Yeah, let me. I, this isn't even on the thing. What what is Sterling doing now? Uh, golfing. He's golfing. Yeah, that's, yeah. He's a golfer. I got to meet him on Tahoe. He, yeah, he's oh, okay. a, he's he's a scratch golfer. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, but he plays every day. Yeah. He's like he's like most. Uh, I guarantee he practices as much as a, as a, a, a a tour pro. Mm-hmm. Wow. He's hitting the range. Got range, chipping, putting. You, oh. You can get into it? Nah, bro. I, I rather, my, my, my hobby is the gym. That's does, what I like to do. I like to work out. Does he give lessons? Because I can't play golf. Nah, that, I mean, for me, for you, you're going to have to wait till you're done. That's because they, you live, too you're too tight up here, you got to be able to be fluid. I know. That's why the quarterbacks, because they don't really do no upper body, so they fluid, they can they can do it. They can get the hips around, yeah. they got the movement in the chest. And yeah, yeah. That is one, th- I did take one lesson. I, I'd never taken lessons, so I took a lesson, and uh, the one thing that I took from it, the golf pro said, uh, when you get done, do you plan on losing weight? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, you come back when you do that. <laughs> you definitely got to be small through here, through stores. All right. Well, that, that wraps it up for uh, this episode of New Heights. Again, thank you so much to the legend. The um, legend. Um, Shannon Sharp for coming on. Club Shay Shay. Make sure you subscribe to uh, uh, Club Shay Shay on YouTube and uh, follow my man, Unc. And uh, also listen and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and uh, click that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. And uh, don't forget, our live show is happening Wednesday, April 26th Woo-hoo! in the Kansas City Music Hall. New Heights will be live and in person. Live! So keep following the show to find out how you might be able to snag some tickets. All right now. Once again, New Heights is presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment and brought to you by our friends at Fireball. Fireball. (laughs) Follow the show on all social media platforms at New Heights Show with one S for fun clips throughout the week. Thanks to our production and crew for always making us look good. And thank you to the 92 percenters and thank you to Unk for coming through and blessing us for for the evening, man. Until the next time, peace! I love it, man. I love it, man.